0: A lot of us in this house tonight, we're on the pilot's wheel right now, and it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good, but we need to just take solace in the fact that even though it may not feel good right now, as long as I'm in his hands, I know that everything is going to be all right. Just touch somebody, look them in the face, and tell them I'm in his hands. Tell you one thing, remember, share.
1: cry and he has heard it he's listened to it and he's ready to respond are we ready to hear what god has to say when we have issues going on in our life and we feel that there's no way out we feel that whatever the solution is it just couldn't or can't happen Because in our own natural mind, in our own conception of the situation, it's just not possible. And we've gone through and dissected it and tried to put it together, take it apart, come up with a solution, discount, um, discredit other solutions that may come up and say that's not it, that's not what God is going to do. We are processing the information in our our own flesh. But God wants us to process the situation and the information from the spirit realm because it is from the spirit realm that the answers come. Our mental mind, our fleshly mind cannot comprehend the things of God. But yet we insist upon trying to understand what God is thinking, how God is going to do it, and when he's going to do it, And we get frustrated when we can't come up with the answers that God has already put in place. But God is letting us know today through his Holy Spirit that when we connect to his spirit, heaven will open, the answers will come, the doors will be revealed, and everything will flow according to God's will. He didn't ask. Us to figure it out. He didn't ask us to fight the battle. He asked us to surrender to Him. He asked us to yield to Him, to worship Him, and to acknowledge Him as our Lord and Savior. So we have to stop and say, God, forgive me because I thought I could handle this situation. I thought that I would come up with all the answers. I thought that my mind and my solutions would be soundproof, sure, and they would work out. So God, forgive me for not listening to the Holy Spirit, for not being guided by your spirit. And God will then begin to allow his spirit to to, to show us the way that we need to go. But we have to stop forcing doors open. We have to stop making things happen in our own way i know we feel like we have to do something we can't just sit here and wait on god but if the holy spirit says wait when you say what should i do then he's not asking you to do anything he's asking you to wait on him because he'll go ahead of you fix the situation so by the time you get there a week or two later in that situation He's already moved out the distractions. He's already moved out the enemy. He's already moved out any hindrances that would come. But we're thinking now. We're thinking, tell me now. Instead of hearing, wait, we want to hear dates and times and people, names and buildings and everything else that would tell us God is working on our situation. And as we've learned through the years, that's just not going to happen. Because God is a God of mystery, and if we want to know the mysteries of God, we have to dwell in his presence. We have to read his word. We have to pray according to his will. Thy kingdom come, God, in me. Then your will will be done, and we have to really acknowledge that. So before we go into God's presence teaching us how to get the doors open, how to To pray and ask God to show us things that we do not know Let us just pray over what we are studying That the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal to us Father we thank you right now We give you all the praise, all the glory and all the honor Lord God For God we know that you are our Lord and our Savior We know that we are covered by the blood of Jesus Father we know right now that your Holy Spirit comes to comfort us to lead, guide, and direct us in all truth, knowledge, and understanding of who you are in our lives, God. And he reveals to us who we are. So, God, we thank you right now for everything that you are going to show us today, everything that you are going to teach us today, and the way that you are going to speak to us to enlighten us and let us know how to seek your face. Father, we thank you right now. We bind all principalities, powers of the air, Wickedness in high places, world rulers and strong men exerting influence over our hearing, our finances, our will, our self-esteem, our our jobs, our health We bind those principalities and powers of, in high places right now in the name of Jesus And we take authority over them right now and we forbid them to operate against us Or the prayers that we pray in Jesus' name. Father, right now we just bind and we break any spirit of lust and destruction, rebellion, intimidation, hatred, anger, wrath, resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, pride, doubt, low self-esteem, unteachableness, false humility. God, we bind those spirits of witchcraft right now in the name of Jesus. And we will allow the Holy Spirit to come and enlighten us and teach us according to the Word of God to bring wisdom, understanding, and counsel, and might, and knowledge that we may have the fear of the Lord in us. So, Father, we thank you right now, O God, because we know that the spirit of hindrances and and lack and financial lack, God, is bound in Jesus' name, doubt, is bound in Jesus name Unforgiveness bound in Jesus name False humility bound in Jesus name witchcraft, witch con- witchcraft Control is bound in Jesus name We will not allow it to operate In our lives but we will release The Holy Spirit to come That he may take control Comfort us guide us Into the knowledge of who Christ is in us And we know that No weapon formed against us Will prosper Because we are covered by the blood of Jesus And whatever door is to be opened It will stay open Because God has opened that door And whatever door is shut We will know it's going to stay shut Because God has shut it We trust God We love God And we will always allow him to direct our path Because it is the will for our life That he shows us And not the will of our flesh And we thank you, God, because we know that today we will receive revelation from you in Jesus' name. So as we're searching for these doors to be open, as we're saying, God, where are you? I need an answer. Everywhere I go, the doors are shut. I can't get a job because the doors are shut. My finances, God, are crumbling because the doors are shut. Lord, sickness and disease has entered into my body. The doors are shut. I can't get insurance. I can't get a job because I'm sick. All of these worries that have come upon us and we're saying the doors are shut. So when we process that the doors are shut, guess what? They're shut because we have prophesied it out of our own mouth that God cannot and will not make a way for us. So we have now put a shield over and around us that says, God, you can't do this because the doors are shut. But God in the supernatural is standing there saying to us, I am God, there's nothing too hard for me. But yet we cry to God as if he's a limited God. Our tears begin to flow as if God can't handle our situation. And he stands there, his spirit stands in the presence of our room where we're crying, and he's saying, I want to come and comfort you. I want to give you the answer that you're seeking. But you're telling me I can't. And he can't force his will upon us. We have to receive the revelation of Christ. We have to receive the blood of Jesus. We have to receive Christ into our lives. And if we don't do that, then we put up a wall that says to God, do not enter, because I've already calculated it, and you can't do this. But God wants to give us revelation today to say, take the wall down that you put up, that your mouth has built. Take the wall down and allow the Spirit of God to come in and do the things that he wants to do. And then we will begin to see that God can make a way where there is no way. And even if we look at our past lives, we will see that God made a way for us that we just thought there was no way. That's our testimony that we can overcome this situation with. That's our testimony that keeps us motivated as to who God is. Our personal experience is very important to our day-to-day life. The Bible encourages us of what God is able to do. And it shows us a visual picture of how he did it. But when it happens in your own reality, now there's no doubt, there's no questions, because you have experienced it for yourself. But he says, now I want to do something new. Don't hold on to what I've done in the past. Just remember it. Rehearse it. Because what I am about to do in your life when you hold on to my word and you allow the spirit to come in is going to be more than you ever thought, more than you could ever imagine because that's God's promise to us that are faithful, that's obedient, that repent of our sins, that love him, that spends time with him. And no matter how long we stay in the struggle, we stay committed as Job did. And we don't curse God, but we keep the integrity of Christ. You will see the doors begin to open. So today we're going to know, and we already know, we're going to refresh ourselves that God is able that all things are possible. We just have to remember that the things that we don't see, we call them into existence because of the power of Jesus given to us through salvation. If you don't see it happening, then you make it happen according to the will of God and the word of God and as you begin to believe then god can begin to move let us stop hindering the work that god has for our lives let us stop limiting what god wants to do and as we go to isaiah 43:18 it says forget the former things do not dwell on the past 19c i am doing a new thing Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Now he's asking a question. Do you perceive it, but it has to be in your spirit, man, that it's perceived. Because when you look at it in the flesh, you can't see it. Because it's a new spiritual thing he's doing in you. So if you're going through and you're passing through the valley right now, and you're you're passing through some very hard times right now, he's saying, do you perceive I'm doing a new thing in you? That what I did in the past strengthened you to get to where you are right now. So now that you've reached the point where I needed you to be, I am now going to do a new thing in you. Because you've matured in the word, you've trusted me in the valley, you've prayed to me with tears and with joy, you've worshipped me and thanked me, and you had a testimony through it all that I was going to bring you out. So now, through the growth process of where you have come from to where you are now, I'm going to do a new thing in you. So the blessings you've seen me do in the past, what I'm about to do now does not compare. Because the supernatural has kicked in now. Now you understand the supernatural. Now you can see in the supernatural what God wants to do in your life. It's not something that you've read now, but it's now something that you live Daily. And when you begin to speak it, it happens. That's the new thing He wants to do in you. And we began to see that through the growth of our trials, through the growth of what we're going through. It enables us to go deeper and deeper into God. And he begins to open up things that we do not know. Because the Lord says he is our shepherd in Psalms 23. And he says we shall not want. He will make us to lie down in green pastures. He leaves us beside the still waters. He restores our soul. And it goes on in 4 to say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because you're with me. When we share that testimony with ourselves, and we quote that scripture saying that in the past, God, I went through the valley of the shadow of death. Do not fear the evil that has come upon me. You taught me, God, through my sickness, through my famine, through my poverty, through my joblessness, through my divorce, through losing my child, God, in pregnancy, miscarriage, you taught me in the valley of the shadow of death how not to fear, but that I can trust you. To restore my soul Hallelujah So God is letting us know I know you've gone through And I know you've experienced a lot of pain in your life And sometimes you say God why me? What did I do? Were my sins that bad God? But was it really because of those things Or was it really because of growth process in the spirit realm? Whatever has happened to us in the past and God has brought us out, he said, forget that, that that's that gone. You've, you've grown through that. But now here I'm coming with a restoration. Here I'm coming with a new thing that I'm going to do in you. And we should be excited about that new thing God wants to do in us because of faithfulness, because of commitment to who he is In our lives Because along with that restoration It says in verse 5 In Psalms 23 You prepare a table before me In the presence of my enemies You anoint my head with oil My cup runs over These are committed words God has left for us When the doors seem to have been closed In our minds But there's a promise from God that says when you come through this fire, when you get through the shadows of death, when you commit yourself to believing the word of God and not fear what's going on in front of you or around you, then he said, I'm going to bring you out and restore you and do a new thing in you. I'm going to open those doors that were closed. I'm going to make a way out of no way that you didn't see that I was going to be doing that. And and then I'm going to prepare a table before you. Before you, I'm going to prepare this table. And all those people who thought you were down and out, never to rise again, all those people that said you would die from that sickness, all those people that said you would be in poverty forever, They didn't see you coming out. They saw no good coming out of you. He said in front of those people, that table will be presented. Now, we're looking at a natural sense, but all of this is related in the spirit realm, that all of this will be taking place. So that confidence that you lost, it comes back, and your enemies and those who who thought you weren't going to make it will see it. That poverty that you was in, God will restore your finances. That sickness that you had, that you thought and they thought you were going to die from, but you held on to your your faith and you cast out the devil and you pleaded the blood over your life and you changed your eating habits, God said, I'm going to present a table in front of them and they will see you well. You shall live and not die, says the word of God, says the blood of Jesus. You will live and not die. I'm going to present that table in front of all the doubters so that not to make them jealous, but this is a purpose to draw them to Christ. This purpose of him doing that is that they may say, I want what you have. It's not for us to laugh at our enemies and say, "Uh uh-huh, you thought, you thought. No, we're still on a mission to draw people to Christ, even though they hated on us, even though they discouraged us and talked about us and thought we were doomed. We still have to love. And you can invite them to the table to eat. It's your table. And then it goes down to 6 and says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's my commitment to God for his commitment to me, is that I'm not going to forget that he brought me out. I'm not going to forget that surely his goodness and mercy will follow me because I've grown in him. Because I've learned to trust him and his word Because I didn't allow his word to fall to the ground and die But that I allowed the word of God to spring up life in me and revive me And make me who I am today That's when I hold on to who God is And I dwell in his presence For the rest of my life I dwell in his presence I listen to To the Holy Spirit. That's where God wants to begin to bring things that are not into existence. But we can hinder that by our own words, by our own actions. And then, listening to what people say about us, we begin to allow it to absorb in our spirit. When we should be allowing the Word of God to absorb, In our spirit So whatever it is you're facing today No matter what it is God is saying he's able He can make a way Where there is no way When we go to the children of Israel And Moses crossing over the Red Sea He made a way where there was no way Now we would look at that and say Okay I'm pretty much doomed right about now But God said no And Moses didn't think it either You just lift your hands up to God And you say Lord Pharaoh and his army are coming Very quickly And before me is water What do you want to do in this situation Because I obeyed You brought the children Out of there And now we're we're in this Situation I will fear no evil God Because I trust you Though I face Death right now i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna trust you because you're gonna comfort me, so I walk through this valley, you're gonna comfort me, I know you are, and then God had him stretch forth his rod and he split the water, and they went through. We know the story, but have we lived it to the point where God can show us his signs, wonders, and his miracles? And then when we go and we say to God, I want to see your signs, wonders, and miracles. And we go to Joel 2 and 28. He says, after this, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. God has promised us that he's never going to leave us. And he always has a way for us. Now, God has poured out his spirit among those that have repented of their sins. Because in the beginning, they fell away from God. And he said, this are the things that's going to happen to you if you do not turn back to me. And he says, now, once you turn back to me, then you will experience the outpouring of my spirit. His spirit cannot dwell where there's sin. So therefore we can't look at the outpouring of God's spirit among all flesh if there's sin present. So we have to look for it among the obedient, the ones that God that, that have committed themselves to God and and trying to live the life that God has ordained for us to live. So when God begins to pour out his spirit and you see there's a wall blocking something, in the spirit realm, because everything you will see it through the spirit realm. You may have a dream. You may have a vision. Because he says, once my spirit is poured out, prophecies are going to come forth. Visions and dreams are going to come forth. So these things you may experience and not understand. But you can't wake up in the flesh and try to understand a dream or a vision or a prophecy. You have to go before the Holy Spirit. And ask him to reveal these things to you He's the revealer of truth The Holy Spirit is God He's a part of God And he's going to speak what God's heart says So you can trust the Holy Spirit That when you present something to him He's going to give you a God answer Because that's who he is And that's his dwelling place So he's a part of God So now the Holy Spirit comes And he'll reveal to you the supernatural meaning behind the dream or the vision or the prophecy. And you can begin to move forward in what the Holy Spirit has revealed to you. And this may take some time if you're not really familiar with the voice of God. Because you may miss a couple of them before you really get to, okay, now I can hear the voice of god and it's a training process when the outpouring is upon your life because now you're you're dwelling in a place where it's about the supernatural of god it's not about what you thought as the flesh of god revealing things to your flesh and tingling your flesh now it's about the spirit of god and what he wants to do because we focus so much on our surroundings We focus so much on what we see that God is saying, I need a new thing to happen in your life because of the time that we're in right now, we need a new thing to occur in our lives, which is dwelling more in the presence of God, which is dwelling more in the supernatural, in the outpouring of God. And when we dwell in that place, we'll see more doors open. Why? Because now we've connected to the doors, but when we're dwelling in the flesh, it seems like all the doors are closed. There is no way no-how, of what God needs to do in our life. But when we dwell in the outpouring of the Spirit of God and we've repented of our sins and and now the Holy Spirit can reveal things to us that we did not know. So when you want God to do something that is impossible. That you feel may not happen Cannot happen You know, it's like having a sickness Where the doctor says it's too you're too far gone I can't help you Now that's when you have to kick it in And say and quote scripture That your promises are true Because the one who has promised is faithful to perform it. So if you want healing and the doctor is saying it's too far gone, you can press and push that thing through to where healing will come. Even though in the flesh it's saying it's a done deal. Because you take the word of God and you use the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life And you can begin to prophesy in your own life with the word of God, increasing your faith daily. Because the pain will come, the distractions will come, the thoughts will come, but through the word of God, you're able to defeat all of that. You're able to step it up in the spirit realm. So every time that pain comes, every time that lack comes, every time something reminds you of a past that's not favorable, you can use the word of God to restore your spirit man back to the word of God through the Holy Spirit because he's there to comfort us in that time. So there's no door closed if God opened it or when God opens it. That's not a closed door, even though in the flesh it looks closed even though in the flesh it looked like it's not going to happen. There is a door open somewhere. God didn't tell Moses to bring them out of Egypt just to close the door. God didn't tell you to apply for a job just to say you can't have it. God didn't tell you that you would be healed only for you not to be healed. He don't bring us with a blessing and then cut us off. He brings us with the blessing, and then we continue in prayer, in reading the word, in fasting, in faith, knowing that the one who has started this and promised it is able to perform what he's promised. We have to know that. The Holy Spirit already knows it. But we have to get that in our spirit, that the door that is closed before us is not closed. It's just my flesh can't comprehend what God is doing. So what do I do? I allow the Spirit of God to come. I welcome him to comfort me first because I'm too distracted. I'm too messed up. So I need that comfort from the Holy Spirit first. Then the Spirit of God can come in and pour out among me in my worship time, in my reading the word time, and it brings about a restoration and a faith that I've never experienced before. And now God is doing a new thing in me because I haven't experienced this before. He said I will be there in the desert to do that new thing. So just when you think that it's dry, it's not going to happen, God is saying I will work in that time. I'm working In that time But we are the ones that make it happen Because Jesus gave that authority to us That life and death lies in the power of our tongue So we have to change our speaking If we have a door that seem to be closed Especially when God has told you he's opened that door especially when God has made the movements towards the completion of that thing, then right when it's time to complete it, it looks like it falls apart. That's when we press in more. That's when we pray harder. That's when we rebuke the devil more. That's when we plead the blood more. We don't give up and say, oh, well, it wasn't God. He wouldn't start it and stop it. That's not the God we serve. It says in Revelations 3 and 8, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Keeping the integrity of God when a door seems to be closed is very important. Job is a good example of that. Not just the only example, but he was a good example. It says Job kept his integrity while he was going through. We have to keep our integrity while we're going through. We cannot deny the power of God in our going through like we do. We have to stop denying the power of God. How do we deny the power of God? Through the words that we speak, saying he can't do it, he won't do it, it's impossible, I don't see how God's going to do it. That's denying the power of God. Just that something we feel is so simple, but yet it's powerful because we're speaking it in our own situation. We close the doors ourselves. So when we understand that God says, I know you have little strength, that means God has been watching the situation and he knew, he knew exactly when your strength left you. He knew exactly when you sat there and said, God, I can't take it anymore. God, this is too much for me to bear. Lord, I I don't know what else to do. He was right there when he saw your strength leave you. He said, I know. I know you have little strength. He said, but yet you have kept my word and have not denied me. So whenever you're going through something, you keep the word and you don't deny your father. You don't say what he cannot do. You don't think it's impossible for God. You don't continue to cry in your flesh and in your tears, saying, "I don't, I don't, I, I, I've lost the battle." You have to cry tears of joy that says, "Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil." And that's when you bring yourself out through the Word of God. We have to stop fighting against ourselves, our own personal experiences. We are fighting against the word of God by the words that we speak against the word of God. And maybe we don't realize it, but there are doors open. There's an outpouring of the spirit of God. And God is saying, I've placed the door before you that no one can shut. So when you have the interview, the lady says, I want to hire you. And then you get a letter back that says, well, I don't I don't know if we're going to hire you or not. If God opens that door, nobody can shut it. So now you have to go into the spirit realm and you have to put time aside and you have to begin to say, I bind all principalities, powers of the air, coming against my finances, coming against my job, coming against my body, coming against me getting this job in the name of Jesus. And any strong man, any spirit man, exerting influence over this job, over my finances, over my body, I bind and I break you now in the name of Jesus. And you constantly pray that prayer, not just one time a day, but all day if you have to, because that spirit man is fighting against your blessing. He can't close the door, but he's going to try to distract you. He's going to try to discourage you. He's going to try to speak negativity to you, but he can't close it. But he'll make it look like it's closed. He'll make it look like you're defeated. And the only one that can help him out is you. The only one that can make it a reality of shutting that door is you. If you want that door to stay open, you speak the word of God. You rebuke him. You bind him. You cast him out. And you let the principalities in high places know, the wickedness in high places know, that you command them to go by the blood of Jesus, and you take authority over them in the atmosphere of whatever God has promised you. And you constantly stand on the word of God. We are not defeated people. God did not open doors and then shut them on us. He did not tell us to go places, and he was going to shut the doors when we get there. He did not tell us that he's going to make us cry because it looks like we're defeated. That's not the God that we serve. The God that we serve keeps his promise. Whatever he's promised, he's faithful to perform them. And we are the ones that will close the door. We are the ones that will listen to the enemy and allow those doors to be closed because we are listening to negativity And we are listening to wickedness in high places instead of the spirit of God. So when you find yourself in a situation and it looks like all hope is gone, all hope is gone. God said this in Isaiah 46, I make known the end from the beginning. From ancient times, what is still to come, I say, my purpose will stand. And I will do all that I please. So God is letting you know he's on your team. But are we on his team? What are we doing? Are we wishy-washy? Are we straddling the fence? Are we lukewarm? You know, the easy things we believe, but when the enemy comes in and he puts a fight up on our blessing, and now we we put our dukes down, we put our fists down, our fighting spirit man down, And we just let our blessing go Because we don't want to pray more Because we don't want to put a plate down And fast more Because we don't want to welcome the Holy Spirit To come in We don't want to do that So we prefer to just give it all up Stay in poverty Stay sick We prefer to not get the job Because we don't want to pray more What are we doing To allow that door to stay shut What are we doing That stops God from making a way out of no way. Why are we agreeing with the negativity when we need to be agreeing with the word of God? Stand when you don't know what else to do. Pray when you don't know what else to do. Seek the face of God when you don't know what else to do. Seek God when you don't know what else to do. What are we going to do with our go-through right now? What are we going to do when we don't see our way out? Are we going to give up? Or are we going to fight? It says in 2 Kings 4 and 1, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah, my servant, my husband is, your servant, my husband is dead And you know that he reverend the Lord But now his creditors is coming to take my two boys as his slaves Elijah replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all She said, except a little oil Elijah said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for a few. So here we are in a situation, and it's the law. What is about to happen is law. is written in stone. There's no way around it. And all we see is defeat because it's the law. It's what's got to happen. But Elijah comes along as the Holy Spirit would. And the Holy Spirit would ask us, what do you see? What do you want to happen? And we really need to think about the answer before we reply. Now, one thing we need to understand is God already knows what we're about to say because he reads our heart before we speak. So whatever we're about to say does not surprise God because he created us. So she says to him, I don't have anything. All I have is this little bit of oil. Now, Elijah, man of God, sees in the spirit realm, he sees more than a little bit of oil. He sees your answer. But when we don't tap in to the Holy Spirit, we only see what's in front of us. We only see as far as our flesh can see. So when you have a bill due, when you look at your account, And it's less than what the bill is To you, you start weeping And you say, God, how am I going to pay this bill? I don't want to be in the dark I don't want to lose my car And you begin to weep the doctor bill I got to go back to the doctor, God But I don't have any more money And and I don't want to remain sick So in the spirit realm, God is saying to us Come, come to me Seek my face Turn from your wicked way (laughs) I'll heal your land And when God, we hear the Holy Spirit say that, we shut it down because our issue is bigger than what God is saying. So we feel like he don't understand that this is a big situation and we know the word of God and we know what God can do. But right now my focus is I have a little bit of oil and I I need a physical answer. I need a tangible answer. I don't need to go read the word of God right now. I don't need to pray right now. I got to call some people to see how I can pay this bill. I got to call some people and let them know what's going on because I need an answer right now. I need a physical answer right now. To spend time with God is just um, is not what I need right now. I need I need an answer. So at that point, we shut down the Holy Spirit. We shut him down. And we have told him, you, you stay right there because I got to figure this out for myself. You don't understand what I'm going through, Holy Spirit, so I'm going to do this myself. So after everything else fails and you call everybody and they tell you they don't have the money, uh, or they can have it a week after the bill is due or a month after the bill is due, you still got to come back to the Holy Spirit now because you're crying now. You're hurt. You don't know what to do. You have no more answers. You've tried everything. So you go before the Lord and you say, God, I've tried everything, and nothing is working. You said you'd never leave me nor forsake me, God. You said you've never seen the righteous beg for bread, God. But yet, God, look at me. Look at what I'm going through, God. Look at this. Where are you? You haven't even answered me. And the Holy Spirit is like, but I spoke to you in the beginning of all of this. The Holy Spirit is thinking, you never came to me until now that all your options are gone. Now you come when you're really at the worst. But God can still work through the worst. Even though you made him your last resort, even though you made him the last of the plans of all the plans you had, he was the last call. <laughs> you know, and he said, "I'm still here. I'm I'm waiting. I got your answer. Got the door open for you. I'm I'm right here." So instead of making God our first plan, which is to turn to the wall and put the letter before the Lord and say, "Do you see what my enemies are doing?" What are you going to do about this? I need to know what you're going to do because I can't do anything. I don't have any power. I don't have any strength. I don't have anything. But with you, I have all things. And we sit there and we wait for God to tell us what to do next. And then it actually works. And we're like, whoa, I didn't see that thing coming. But God said, I want to do a new thing, a new thing, which means we need to know him in order for him to do that new thing Don't make him the last resort Make him the first Because he's the one that opens doors That no man can shut He's the one that makes ways Where there is no way Not us, not our friends No one can do what God can do God can do the impossible He can do whatever he wants to do. But we have to understand and know the God that we serve in order for this to come to pass. So today we thank God because now we know, we understand that we are fighting a battle within ourselves, within our own thoughts, within our own mouth, within our own thinking that when he says that life and death lies in the power of your tongue, that you have the power through the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus, to create things that are not there. You want to see healing in your body. Create the healing through prayer, fasting, the blood of Jesus, and believing the one who promised you healing is able to perform it. When you... Find yourself in less of where you were financially. And you trust God and you say, God, reveal my destiny at this time. And he begins to open doors of a new thing for you, not what you did in the past. But he has a new plan for you because of your spiritual growth, because of who you are in him, your strength, your prayer life, your worship time, your faith. He says, now I can really do a new thing in you because of your growth. Where do we see ourselves in Christ? How do we become and how do we get to where Christ wants us to be, that his kingdom may come in us and then his will can be done through us? It's by speaking the word of God, believing the word of God, having your own testimony of the experiences of God, speaking those things that are not as though they were, pleading the blood of Jesus, rebuking the devil, and making sure our life is not in a sinful state. Those are just a couple of things. But we have to... Stay focused in this time Because God is about To do something on this earth And he's going to do it Through those who keep Their integrity during the time That they're in right now He's going to do it through those Who see a situation But speaks it according To the will of God Who say to themselves I see God Moving in a situation that looks like there's no movement That speaks to and says Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil Because I know God is with me And the tears may be rolling while you're saying it But your heart really knows that he's there And he's working it out And he's working it out And you can always say that to yourself And he's working it out you can't see the little bit of oil that you have. You have to see that little bit of oil as filling up jars beyond what you could see. Lord, I only have a little bit, but I need you to touch it and multiply. I see multiplication in this situation. I see a restoration in this situation. I see a blessing In this situation God and I see you doing a new thing in me through this situation I'm not defeated You didn't bring me this far to leave me You didn't bring me this far for me to cry for the rest of my life For me to be in defeat and sickness and disease for the rest of my life and poverty for the rest of my life But you brought me this far that you may do a new thing in me you brought me this far that you may show yourself and your glory through me. That's why I've come this far. I've been through a lot, God, but your outpouring of your spirit is in me now. Now I know your spirit. Now I know your outpouring is in me. I don't have to look for it in the flesh anymore because now I know that it's in me. And I know that you make known the end from the beginning. I know, God, that your purpose will stand in my life. These things I know. And when we speak like that, hallelujah, there will be restoration. There will be a turnaround. And we have to stop looking for it to happen the next day. But we have to be looking for it whenever God wants to do it. Every day, we say, okay, it's going to happen tomorrow, and it doesn't. It's not a delay, but it's God working in us. It's God showing us his grace and mercy. Hold on to the impossible. Hold on to who God is in your life. Hold on and be encouraged that every door that looks closed is really opened because no one can close that door. No one can close it because God has opened it just for you. We thank God today for his encouraging words. We thank him for speaking to us. Father, we just give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor today, God that the words that we speak from this day forward will be life and not death. That, God, when we see something that is blocking our way and we may automatically think it's a closed door, but, God, we will speak to that door and come, and, Lord, we will speak your word that it may come to the point where we see an open door by faith. We will believe, God, that we are healed, we are restored, our finances Will be restored Our children will be restored Any miscarriages we had God That you will restore us God Whatever it is we've gone through the valley Of the shadow of death with God We will not fear evil anymore We will not shed tears anymore But God we will encourage ourselves if the battle is already won We will encourage ourselves that restoration has come We will encourage ourselves That there is an outpouring of your spirit within us We thank you God for speaking We thank you for encouraging us We thank you God for helping us to grow in who we are in you We just give you praise We thank the Holy Spirit for coming in us And comforting us God Right now, we just pray for peace over your people. We pray, O God, for the peace and understanding and the wisdom and knowledge to come upon your people, O God, that they may trust you more, they may love you more, seek you more, read your word more. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you praise.